Get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, Bunga fish, Angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Thank you for that beloved Unto the Lord shall the kingdom of your people be. Blessed be your name for every life is this. I worship you. I adore you. For every family represented here. Thank you also for your word. For your presence. For your angels, thank you. We love and adore you. Let your name alone be glorified in the name of Jesus. Let every life in this place be blessed. Let no one live untouched. Indeed, by the time you walk out of this place, you would know that the Lord has touched you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Listen. The future belongs to a Christian who is a talker. The one who keeps quiet will die in silence. Stop the word of God. It's a powerful tool. Your tongue is a powerful tool. So I'm going to talk myself to the top. My place is at the top. We may be in the same room together now. You have the opportunity. <laughs> See, I may be beside you right now. In fact, my body may be touching yours. Take advantage of it now. Because the day will come that you see me from afar. Say, listen, you think my success is dependent on my certificates? You are lying. The whole world is mine. Glory. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. If somebody help, I say, I got it. Thank you. I sit like a king. Glory to God. If I see you again, how have you been? Mark chapter number 9. I want to show you something there. How many of you remember we were talking about a subject? The title of that subject is actually Changing Hopeless Situations Through Prayer. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And I did discuss some things with you about how you can change hopeless situations. Read it to me. 
Did you see Eve there? If, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Does it say some things are possible to him that believe? No. A few things? No. It says all things. All means everything. With the exception of nothing. That's what it means, all. All things are possible to him that believeth. Let's go to another portion of the same book. The 10th chapter. The 27th verse now. And Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but what? Not with God. It says with men it is impossible, but not with God. Uh huh. Read the next line. Out loud, everybody. Now, did you notice that he doesn't say for for God all things are possible? He says with God. He says with men. Uh uh-uh. But with God. Now, when he says if he had said for God, it would have meant that. Uh, of course, that that would be easy for you to believe. For God. Anything is possible. God can do. But he doesn't say for him. He says for you. He says to you, to him that believes, all things are possible. But then he says, but with God. So whatever you're going to do must be done with God. If you're doing it with God and you're the one doing it, anything is possible. You see, it completely gives us the responsibility. That we are in charge. I told you under the New Testament is a different story entirely. Under the New Testament, you are in charge. You are the one in charge. Under the Old Testament, God was completely in charge. But now, God was not, you know, even under the Old Testament, God was not so impressed with him being in charge. He didn't want that. You know, like some people, when they say some things, some things that sounds humble, they think God in heaven will say, don't worry, for what you have said, I will give you my anointing. Even some ministers, when they speak certain ways, like they talk, like, oh. all the glory to God, you know, it's God that is doing everything. I'm nothing. I didn't do anything. Don't say I'm anointed. I'm not anointed. Don't say I'm gifted. I'm not gifted. Only God is gifted. No, no, don't say anything like that. Don't say I was the one that Heal that guy. I wasn't. I didn't know anything about it. You know, all those things sounds humble. I mean, even to us, they sound like, ah, this man is so humble. That's why I like this man of God. He's very humble. But did you know that not as you think, it's not the way you think that God thinks. God thinks differently. God doesn't think the guy was speaking in humility. God thinks the guy was speaking in two things. Number one, ignorance. Number two, the guy was speaking as a bad representative. It's true. Listen to me. If you were called to go and represent, let me give you an instance. Maybe they invited me to come and preach somewhere. Apostle Victor Peters. And then you were called. I, I called you. I sent one of you and said, Go and represent me. I won't be able to be there. So you just go there and preach for me. Okay, go there. So, the people before they invited me, they knew my capacity, what I could do. My knowledge in the word of God, maybe. The grace of God upon my life, maybe. 
They knew all those things. They've heard about me. They've heard about the good things that God is doing in the ministry. And then they invite me to come and preach. And then I say, oh, I won't be there. You know what? I have other things I want to fix. So can you help me go preach for me? And then you get there. And then they welcome you. Well, pastor, the one who had gathered the people maybe, comes out and says, hello, well, Apostle Victor Peters will not be here. Ah, but you know what? He has a representative that will be here. Oh, the same spirit. The people, ha, ah, glory. And so, you come, first of all, you come in, you know, with your shoulders down. And then you come in like that, you know. And they say, we know. Even if he doesn't do, do up to Apostle Peter's, we know that at least to some level. And then you come, you say, praise the Lord. I don't know why Apostle chose me. I don't know anything in the Bible, from the Bible. He just called me said I must go. I've never felt annoying, not to talk of the anointing. He still said I'm the one that must go. As you're looking at me, to even pray, I can't pray properly. He still said I should be the one to go. Now I'm standing before you. I don't know what to say. Except that Apostle by himself would come and speak. So, whatever is going to happen here, I'm not saying it to his Apostle that is saying it. So, let's wait for Apostle to come and speak. If I heard about that, what do you think will happen? I will feel so bad. The people will feel so bad and disappointed because you can imagine many of them came with their problems. And they are expecting that these things will be met today. These problems because of the God of this man of God is in our midst. And then you come in and you're saying all these nasty things. When I hear about it, I'll feel so bad. Okay, let's look at it this way. Let's assume that I'm watching you. I'm watching it on TV live. I'm watching it. So I'm there. Ah, that's my representative. So I sat down. See? Expecting something. And then you get there and you're saying all these nasty things. You say, if you're sick in this place, ah, you're on your hold. Maybe a person will come and heal you. <laughs> if you need prophecy, how would I prophesy? Do I even have a tongue to prophesy? I don't know. Uh, you know. You know all those kind of things. And I'm watching from behind the scene. Oh, I will feel bad. That's how some people have made God feel. They've made him feel bad. You were in your home. God called you. He called you and said, Go. He says, Go in my name. That's what he said. What are you supposed to do? What's your responsibility? You go in his name. Listen, the Greek word for name is onoma. Onoma means in place, instead, in name, in the name, in the authority. That's what it means. So in other words, when you come in the name of God, you come in his place, in his authority, in his stead. In other words, God is supposed to be the one doing this, but now I'm the one doing it for him. So to be a good representative, I'm supposed to represent him as though he's the one physically present. When you do that, you stir his power. You activate his power. When you do that, he's with you 100%. Anything you say, he'll back it up. That's how to be a good representative. You think before the president of a nation would choose someone to go and represent him somewhere in an important event, you think he would just pick someone? No! 
he comes down, he looks at somebody that can really talk for him. Someone that can do it well. And he sends that one. And when he's sending that one, he sends that one with all that is required to make him get there. So there is every... It won't be strange if that guy came in with entourage. Just like the president would. You know, when you're sent in the name of the Lord, when you go, you go with entourage. Who are these? Angels. Say hallelujah. Now, specifically, God has picked some people in the body. Pastors, evangelists, and so on and so forth to represent him specifically. But generally, every child of God is Christ's representative. In your world, you are his representative. It will be nasty. It will be shameful. It will not make sense. If you as a Christian, you talk as though you don't have anything at all. You see, I'm trying to let you know that under the New Testament, you are absolutely in charge. You are in charge. You can't hold God responsible for anything anymore. And he made it so, he made you so much in charge that he deposited... The Bible shows that God himself dwells on the inside of you. He tabernacles inside. He dwells in you. He lives in you. God himself. So everywhere you go, he goes. So tell me, what would that situation be that you cannot change? Tell me what it would be. When God himself is on the inside of you, tell me what the situation would be. (laughs) Say hallelujah. I'll never be a victim in my life. Glory to God. So changing hopeless situations, the first thing that you must know in your mind is that you can change anything because you are in charge. But you know that like we say, there are always exceptions to the rules. And that's what I was trying to get your attention to on Sunday. That there are certain things that are not under your own direct domain. In other words, you cannot... For instance, let me give you an uh, instance. You know, it's raining, right? You cannot just say, Rain, stop! It may not. You know why? Uh Uh-uh. You are not in charge of that one. That's what I'm trying to get at. I was telling you on Sunday. There are certain things that you cannot change. So what about those that have stood and I'm saying, stop. Uh-oh. Hold on. There are so many reasons why somebody could say, Ray, stop. And you say, stop. Let me give you one awkward. One of them might just be that maybe the rain is already planning to stop. <laughs> That's just a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay. Now you don't know. Maybe before that man came out, you know, I heard of the man of God. They were having service, a program, a powerful program. And the rain started. And in the midst of the rain, the man of God saw it and said, What is this? And there were crowds there. And then he went on his knees and said, Father, let it stop. 
I ask now, let it stop. Let it stop. And the thing started subsiding. Let it stop. And everybody, huh? Huh? Okay. Now, let me tell you something. That's not the whole story. That's all that you're seeing. Now, if you listen to that guy, he's smart enough to say, Father, let it stop. Did you notice? Did you notice that he wouldn't have said, Ray! Shut up! Evan! Ah! Listen, even if he did and it happened, that's still not the whole story. Because you have to understand that a man of God has a relationship with God. Some of our relationship brings about covenants. It gives birth to covenants. When a man of God comes and says something, a lot of times it's based on relationship, and you have it happen. It's based on relationship. There are certain realms, there are certain covenants he has come into with God that will give him extra uh, an edge over someone who has not gone that deep. You get what I'm saying? So for that man of God to have said, hey, stop, and it stops like that, that is not the whole story. Why? I want to tell you. Because, you see, the rain you are asking to stop. Remember, you are not the only one in the, in the whole earth. There are those who are praying for the same rain to rain. You don't just know. There are people that are praying for rain. Some of them are farmers. They say, Lord, we want rain. And it's raining. They are rejoicing. Maybe as it's raining, someone is in his room. He lifts up his hand and is thanking God for that rain. Why are you, you are there saying, rain, stop. If that one is saying, Lord, I give you praise. Just keep raining it. Keep raining it. Oh, blessed be your name. And why that is happening? There is another fellow over there who has been in so much heat. And in his heart, in that hospital, he's asking God, I want something cool. Lord, I want it cold. And God hears that prayer also and sends the rain. Remember, the creatures of God, those plants, they also need this. Remember, the food that we eat is dependent on this same rain. And there are millions all over that are dependent on the rain. The one guy is going to stay somewhere and say, rain, stop. And it will stop. You should know that that's not the whole story. That is not giving you. It's not under your domain. There are certain things that are not under your domain. That is not under your domain. There are certain things that God has given us that we are in charge of. You are in charge of your life. Say, I'm not in charge. You are. I want to show you a few things. I was telling you today that if you want to change anything, any situation, you can change it for yourself or for someone else. And I told you a lot of limitations when it has to do with someone else. When it has to do with you, you can do a lot with yourself. But when it has to do with someone else, you have some limitations. Say hallelujah. How many of you remember I gave you three sources through which problems could come? An unpleasant situation may be caused by demon spirits by human beings or by God and I told you that when it is caused by demon spirits is the simplest of the three are defeated demons are defeated maybe I should show you that listen you don't have any problem with being afraid when it has to do with demons 
most of the problems in the world most of the problems in human lives are caused by demons most of them the bible shows so i understand that there are those that don't believe in demons i'm aware there are those that say there is no demon which demon it's just in the imagination some say there, there are no angels you know we talk about angels a lot here then some say there are no angels so when they come in here and you're saying angels <laughs> where are they <laughs> you see if there are no demons that means there are no angels and if there are no angels that means there is no satan and if there is no satan that means there is no god and if there is no god that means you don't exist you know why because god made all these things i just mentioned including you and that god told us he told us in his word in fact if you study the bible you'll be amazed how many places you you see things god dealing talking about demons and evil spirits plenty especially under the new covenant new testament a lot of places if you make a study of angels you'll be amazed at how much you'll find about angels from the word of god so they are everywhere demons are real because they are real does not mean that we should be afraid of them we are not supposed to be afraid of them but they are real that the bible shows so demons are responsible for most of the problems that human beings face sometimes you don't know why your efforts are frustrated it might be a demonic spirit that is responsible sometimes you don't know why it seems like you're trying something again and again trying again and again it seems it's not working for some people it's almost working then it's, it, it dies it's almost working then it fails you can't understand something just came up have you ever had an appointment with someone and the person that thing has made you happy in fact you've shared the testimonies this often happened but some people don't recognize that it's demon demonic activity okay you know you have an appointment and that appointment is a good one is a good you in fact you've told people about it ah so this is happening oh so you said it and they were all happy for you and say well finally they said i should come and collect the letter on on monday wow they may even dance about it share the testimonies you're glad but then you get there on that monday something has changed just a little bit of twisting of information they tell you what are you talking about the letter he said i should come and collect they may even say things like you didn't get us well we didn't ask you to come and collect a letter we only said that when it clicks we will give you a call to come and get the letter and he said you mean it that's what we said we didn't say you should come and co- how could we say ah, ah, i'll be mr <laughs> where could we say you should come and collect a letter we didn't say you should come and collect letter. i'm surprised too we didn't say you should come and collect a letter we just said if it clicks he said, okay, okay. But as he clicked, it has not to. And so please, when is it going to click? We are looking at something that, um, it's not that easy. It's something that takes six months, sometimes a year. Ah. I've told everything, everybody about this thing. You're thinking that in your heart. He said, no, so, no. Just go and be praying. In the next six months, we'll give you a call. You come back. You know what happened? A demonic activity. Has taken place 
something has happened between now that time and now something has happened and then you'll be surprised to hear later that someone has got that letter maybe you are still putting your hope in it and you say because that thing is a big thing it's 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 going to bring about millions of naira so you put your hope and you say okay i'll go and do something else and in six months time i'll come, I'll come. and you keep calling and they'll keep telling you it has not clicked then you find out that someone has got it what happened demonic activity now listen to this sometimes it could be that's what i was trying to tell you it could be that demonic activity but it could just be human beings human beings a fellow human being say i heard you the other time you said you should come and collect the letter on monday say yeah the guy is good he's the one to handle it have you forgotten i told you about my brother my brother is better than him i heard this i read this is this not his cv this is right. my brother is better in reality the brother is better but how come this is a bad guy it's my brother is better it's better this one has second class. my brother has first class and he cannot in fact he has even worked somewhere else before my brother this one has not worked anywhere else so you guys since they want the best for the company say yeah but that your brother where is he ah ah somebody that can even call and i can be coming <laughs> he lives very close he said don't you wait let me call him see uh, johnny where are you <laughs> is it my friend come ah, brother i've not taken my back just come like that not time wear shirts because they're coming and in a few minutes that when it's out the brother is in right after him something has changed so what are we going to tell the other guy well do you know him no i've never you know him so what's your business just tell him that um our guy said we should not give out the letter anymore ah yeah, well okay, okay okay and that's it not because this other guy is going to get anything but because human beings you know they like to do things for themselves is my brother and that's the problem of the nation today is my brother he must win the election they don't want to know whether the brother will do well or not ah he's for my town he's my power person he's for my please vote him uh ppp vote you know <laughs> you know they don't want to care he has my surname ah he must be there foolishness and that's why they put the wrong leaders in position problems caused by human beings so it's not always demons it's not always god it could be human beings hallelujah but most of the problems are, are caused by demonic forces most of them if you notice that there is a strange something in your body maybe like a sickness or something in your body and it's not going away the way god has designed your body even when you get a scratch in your body you could get a scratch you could get injured but the way god has designed it in weeks it ought to heal up by itself that's how god has designed your body it ought to heal up there is anything that you're battling with the way god has designed it the moment as long as you eat the right food you will heal up but when this thing is beginning to drag they should know it's demonic sometimes directly some other times indirectly in other words there are certain things for instance what, what do you mean germs germs these are demons that's why i don't recognize them the, the, the germs it says virus mm, 
uh, which are the bacteria. You see, all these things, they were not there to hurt human beings. But some of them are demons. That's why, if you study the Bible, you remember the Bible talks about Jesus casting out devils with the prince of Beelzebub. Have you ever heard that? Beelzebub means flies. Flies. When you cast out a devil, go! A lot of time, if it has to do with viral or all these germs that are responsible, you see how they live like flies. Those are demons. Maybe it's a viral infection or something. They are so tiny. You say, what are you talking about? I thought evil spirits are just like us. No, there's a difference between evil spirits. All of them are evil spirits anyway. But there's a difference between evil spirits and demons. Demons are disembodied. In other words, they do not have a body. They do not have any body of their own. Satan, Satan is a person. Satan has a body. If Satan should walk here now, Satan has a shape. He has a body. He looks like a person. So if he should walk in, you know. Evil spirits are just like him. They have a body. They are angels. All of them are fall- all of them are fallen angels. But these ones are angels with bodies. These evil spirits. So when they come, so from time to time they could change, change like a man, like a woman, like a girl, and so on and so forth. These evil spirits. They could come in, you know, and go. But evil spirits on their own don't usually. Now I want you to know what I'm saying. Evil spirits, all of them are evil spirits. But I'm talking about these ones with bodies. Now, evil spirits on their own cannot possess someone by living in that person. Only demons can do that because demons are disembodied. In other words, they do not have their own body. It's a punishment they got from God. They do not have a body. So they can, they can fill up bottles. They can fill up things. They can possess an animal, dog, cats. You know, they could, one demon could fill a whole room because it doesn't have a body. And it could be so tiny, like a fly. These are disembodied beings. So when you have an issue, maybe it's a viral infection, or it's an infection, what they call infection, is actually activity of demons working. And that's why when you use the word of God in the name of Jesus, they get out. Or maybe you're having a healing meeting and you say, I command the demon of infection to get go in the name of Jesus. You have spray demons of infection. Your doctor didn't say he's a demon. Your doctor said it's just an infection. You know, it's just a viral infection. This virus, they start telling you how they work. This viral infection, they have a chain. They do all those nonsense chain, all those things they are saying. <laughs> demons! demonic activities you can do something about it you are not left helpless you are not hopeless you were not you're not you were not expected to be afraid of them you were not expected to be scared of demons if you did you are not behaving like your father you have become something you have become a coward it's an insult especially when you have the holy spirit because of what the bible says about them the Bible completely tells us that they are 
defeated. How can I tell you this, love? Demons are defeated. Defeated means defeated under your feet. And you know what? They are eternally defeated. Eternally. Eternally means forever. Until finally, they hands up in the lake of fire. They are defeated. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you turn to Ephesians, let's visit some things from Ephesians about these evil spirits. You know, some people don't know. Sometimes, there are people who have evil spirits following them. Everywhere they go. <laughs> Everywhere. The guy goes for that interview. There's another evil spirit right there. There's another evil spirit right there. With him or with her. Goes for something. There's another. Sometimes in church, they still try to come in with the guy. Somebody, don't, Some people don't know. Anywhere. There are times that the presence is so strong that the moment that evil spirit is coming, you know, there's an angel at the door. He just we just wait for the guy outside. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking. Some people. That's right. Some sometimes some people when they come into church, it seems like they are okay. They are outside again. That thing follows. They are still the same thing. But as the guy is coming in, that thing waits outside. He can't come in. He sees angel. He looks in and sees the ah. <laughs> he says. <laughs> And some of them, sometimes they have the gods. Because you have to understand that there are different... Uh, for instance, in a service, you could have... Sometimes your service has not filled up. Maybe. Because people have not arrived. You could have that in the service or in any meeting. The same thing. There are times that angels have not all arrived. Depending on what they are coming to do. For some of them, there are timing when they are supposed to step in. So there are times that you may not have, you know, much angel around. Maybe you just have the angel. Some of these demons are still, they are bold enough. They, these, they will still follow the person in. They stand all the time. As he's listening to the word of God, they are talking about something else to him. Distracting him. They are that bold and disturbing. All through that service, he didn't receive anything. I told you how I saw before in the service how Demo was blowing somebody to sleep. Ooh. And the guy was sleeping all the time. And this guy has a problem, I mean a thick one. After what I heard about the problem he has, sleeping everywhere. I'm serious. Even during the test and exam period, he will sleep off in his room. An exam is taking place. He would have read. He's not. He would read overnight. But just that exam period, he would have slept. You wake up after the exam. It's done. Demonic activity. Somebody has an interview. He doesn't remember the interview. He slept off. He wakes up. Looks at the time. Ah! Dresses up. Lounge there around 12. What, what, what are you here for? See. He prostrated. I don't know. This thing has been following me since. So, see, I'm really, really ready. Could <laughs> all his time. No time to take his back. The hair was like he was coming in as he was going. You know, 
He said, stop. He said, we are done. I said, please, you cannot be done. Listen to my own part. He said, no. And he lost that job. And he had been recommended by one of the top people in this, in this place of work. This company, they recommended him specially that there's a guy that will be coming for the interview. The guy said, Let's let's let let me still listen to him, let him come first for the interview. He said, ah, okay, but that guy is good. Listening to him just a little and looking at the CV, the guy is good. But on that day, he slept off. So when he came and said, That one said, What will I do about your case? Because he really likes him. He says, But we are done. Say, ah, please, you are anyhow. Let me see how I can convince your guy. Goes in there, sir. There is a guy. A guy? Which guy? You remember there's a guy, blah blah blah. That I told you blah blah. And so the guy just coming. No, that one is not serious. He doesn't I don't care what he has. I don't care how good he is. If he's not here now, because what he's going to be doing is going to be dealing with having meetings with people. That means this is our, our clients. This is what he will be doing. No, no, no. Let him go back. He lost that job. Demonic, you know, there are certain things that are just little that you think, No, this wouldn't have a demon. It may have, it may be a demon. A, a lady is not getting married because of demonic activity. Why? Because every time she stays close to the one that wants to get married to her, there's a demon. Why they are talking, the demon will blow. Terrible odor. So that one will say, mm, This lady has mouth odor. But she can't understand it. I don't have mouth odor. There's a difference. Do I have mouth odor? No, your mouth is perfect. Your odor is perfect. What is happening? So, any time she sits with the one that is about to, the one that is planning for the marriage, ah, there's trouble. I will say, no, I can't marry this one. Ah, eh? If it's something I can even cope with, ah, <laughs> it would have been better. Not this time. And for some of them, they are very nice enough. They buy toothpaste. It's just a present. It's <laughs> just a present. Just to brush your teeth very well. <laughs> she can't understand why she got that for a present. Very expensive one. But why they are still talking? Maybe after two days or a few days after. You, think, you didn't use that toothpaste. Ah, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of things are happening. Demons, they frustrate, they rob the joy of people. They just like to frustrate the work of Christians. Not just Christians, but people all over the world. But you know Christians, they have special targets for Christians. Demonic activity. What do you do with them? I want to tell you. I've told you before, you don't need to go and be praying concerning demons. Listen, the most important thing you should do when you find yourself in any situation, that's why it's important that you pray with tongues. When you pray with tongues, the Spirit of God will alert you. We impress you to know what the situation is. Sometimes it may be a demon. Sometimes it may not be a demon. It may be a human being. Sometimes it may be your own error, your own mistake. There's something you are not just putting right. But while you are praying with tongues, you will know in your spirit. If it's something that has to do with demonic activity, you know how to handle it. There was one time a guy was just misbehaving, you know misbehaving and misbehaving about something that we needed to have access to i'm talking about my family now extended family and i was involved in this thing and it was taking long and then one day i just got to the room i just started praying what is all this why is he dragging like this one excuse after another one excuse after another 
I just went to Kupaliha, Takaliha, Makareto, on my knees praying. And then I slept. And then I had a vision. I saw that guy misbehaving in the dream. And I saw that it was a demonic activity that was behind it. Huh? I knew it. Because that's why you need to listen to the Spirit of God. Because sometimes it might not be demonic. It might just be that maybe they are giving the guy wrong information or something, something. But this time around, I got the information. So it was a demon. So how do I address? Very simple. I use my authority. I just have to use my authority. I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command that demon maneuvering this guy to stop in Jesus' name. I stood right there that night when I woke up from that sleep. I stood and I made that declaration. In the mighty name of Jesus, you deceive, stop in this your maneuvers. Cease to continue in the name of Jesus. And I believe that what I said had happened. It has to happen. Why? I'm a man of authority. Say, I'm a man of authority. authority. Who gave it to me? Jesus. And things from his angle turned around. And it was as though suddenly it started being for us. And it was one of those that made that thing sweet. Demons. Because you can't see them with your eyes does not mean they don't exist. As we are here right now, there are angels working here right now. But you can't see them with your eyes. So you may think, well, angels, are you serious? Angels, all I see in this place, the walls, the... What was that? There are things that are happening. I said you should turn to Ephesians. Let me show you something. Ephesians chapter number 6. As you just go to Ephesians, now just stay in Ephesians because there are a lot of things in Ephesians that we'll look at. Ephesians chapter number 6, let's read from verse verse 10. Let's begin from verse 10. Are you all there? Read for me. Stop. Now you are reading what you just read now, you read it from the Bible. Did you notice you read it from the Bible? Now the Bible says that you should be strong. Do you notice that it doesn't say, finally, my brethren, ask God to make you strong? It doesn't say that. He says, You will be strong. If you're waiting, some people, Lord, make me strong. Make me strong. I'm praying for you to make me strong so I can overcome this battle. Make me strong. You know, and sometimes they waste time. They waste a lot of time on this kind of praying. You're just wasting time. You're wondering why you are not receiving an answer. You're wasting your time. You're using the wrong code. If you were in the lead, and then the lead was supposed to move, and you don't know what to press, what floor are you going to? You're going to maybe floor five. And then you click on something that looks like five. Maybe something has rubbed off from it. But it's three. You're actually clicking. You click on it. And it takes you. You open it. Ah. Go back to the same thing. Three again. He's not moving. Three again. He's not moving. Three again. He's not moving. Three, 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 three. You know why you're there? You stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. Because you're using the wrong thing. Lord, make me strong. Make me strong. Make me strong. Now, people of God, be 
people of God begin to pray. Begin to pray. That the Lord will make you so. The Lord will make you so. I'm telling you. Say hi, 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 The Lord will make you so. And the whole place is shaking. This man of God is loaded. You say, but you are sleeping. Stand up. It's time. You must be strong. We must be strong to face it, but especially my family, the battle we are facing, we need to be strong. Say, Father, Father, make me strong, make me strong, prayer, make me strong, make me strong, make all the time. Angels are just looking at you, your name, say, ah, you know, you don't know that angels get disappointed based on your ignorance. You're not wondering, some places angels work very fast. Just a little thing, something has happened. Some others, they have to sweat before something happens. Before finally the angel will now say, Please, what are they really saying? Maybe one will now interpret and say, What they're actually trying to say is that they want somebody to be healed. Somebody. Hey, since that time, hey, go, 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 bring them healing. Now, what's happened? Finally, after a long time, somebody will now get, Ah, it works. Somebody said, Fire, fire. Hey, you see. You would have produced a lot of healings there if you had done the right thing. Because the angels love to work. They just they are just waiting for the right code. Make me strong. The Bible says be strong. Make me strong. Make me strong. This thing I have to face it. Make me strong. Make me strong. To face this battle in the house. Make me strong. Uh uh-uh. uh. Be strong in the Lord. Read it again, verse ten. Everybody, read it. And in there. Now look at the next verse. Read it. That Lord make me stand. Is that what he's saying? He says, put on the whole armor of God. This is what you are supposed to do to deal with Satan and all his courts. Read the next verse. Let me tell you something. You cannot tell me that you know more than God. God says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principal. We are wrestling. We are in a wrestle. It's a wrestling against principalities. Against powers. He's talking about these are evil spirits. The word wrestle there simply means we are in a struggling with them. In other words, you want to get something done, but they are antagonizing what you're doing. They are against what you're doing. So our struggle is not with human beings. It's actually with them. So we are smart enough to take care of them because we know our struggle is not with human beings. We are not wrestling. And then he tells you how to handle it. He doesn't say, now be afraid. He doesn't say so. He says, put on. Put on the whole armor of God. So that you'll be able to stand against the wires of the enemy. Against the wires of the enemy. Say hallelujah. So you put on the whole armor. But you just, you know, uh, Lord, please, you want to put on the responsibility of God. You waste your time. You waste your time. See, just think about it. These are God that is so busy. Is this your chippy chippy or prayer? That you now, this one, that you... You're just wasting your time. There are a lot of things that you could attend to. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, if we pray according to His will, He heareth us. That's how God has designed it. If your prayer is not according to His will, He doesn't hear you. He doesn't say He does it. That's not what He says. 
He has so organized it such that if you are using the wrong code, it doesn't get to him. So he's not even going to hear. So hearing, he will now start selecting and say, Ah, this thing you said is now, I will not do it to No time for it. It doesn't get to him. What does it mean? He heareth us if we pray according to his will. What is his will? He's talking about his word. What is his word? His word says pray in faith, pray in the name of Jesus. If you pray in the name of Jesus and you pray in faith, because that's all about his will in the scriptures revealed about prayer. If you do that, God will hear you. And the Bible says right there in the same scripture, it says, if he hears you, then be assured that you have answers to your prayers. Why? Because any prayer that God hears, he does. God has never said no, and he does not say no. Then I'm serious. The Bible says all his promises in Christ Jesus are yea and amen. There is no no with God. If you don't have the answer, is it that he didn't hear you? Or you got the answer, you didn't just know you got it. You see the point? For instance, now if you are asking him to do something for you about demons, you, you are not going to get an answer. Let me tell you. There was a time a man of God had a vision. God, Jesus appeared to him and was talking to him. And in that vision, you can imagine Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh God, almighty Jesus, stood in front of him and was having a dialogue, dialogue with him. And this man of God was on his knees and Jesus was up there discussing. Jesus was telling this man of God some very important things about his ministry, about souls. And a demon came right in between them. A demon came in between. Jesus was standing there. The demons still had the gods. And I'm not talking about before Jesus died. I'm talking about after his glorification. He's been glorified. And he was standing there. And the man of God was on his knees. And this demon came in between them. And the demon was distracting the man of God in the presence of Jesus. And the demon was just busy jumping. Yakete. Yakete. Yak. Yakete. Yak. Yakete. In front. And Jesus didn't see anything. Jesus was just talking. Let's get talking. He didn't stop. He didn't change. He didn't raise his voice so that the man of God will hear. No. He just kept talking as though that thing does not exist. Jesus just kept talking. As I was telling you, your ministry, and Jesus just... And the man of God on his knees was seeing this demon. Not just disturbing, but put up something, a screen, like a smoke, black screen, to really, really obstruct his view. And all that time, the man of God was so distracted, he wasn't hearing what Jesus was saying anymore now. He was losing what he was saying. But he was just there on his knees. Then he started wondering in his heart, ah, is Jesus not saying this demon? He, he got so troubled. Ah, he wasn't hearing what Jesus was And he needed to hear them. He got so troubled. Then, all of a sudden, he said, Hey, you! Talking to the demon. That demon. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, keep quiet. When he says, in the name of Jesus, keep quiet, that thing fell down. Pah! Like a flop. On the floor. And then he kept hearing Jesus again. All that time Jesus was talking, he got so troubled. He was just wondering. Maybe he would have been wondering, are you sure this is real Jesus? <laughs> but he spoke up. He said, Jesus, did you see what happened there? Jesus stopped his conversation and said, 
if you hadn't done anything about what about that thing i couldn't have done anything about it what he said <clears throat> am i hearing right i said this thing jesus said yes if you had not done anything about about that demon i couldn't have done anything about it then he said lord did i hear you right do you mean you wouldn't do you mean you wouldn't he said no i said i couldn't and since the man understood words you see it's one of the secrets of those who study the bible they don't take words for granted because everything means something in the realm of the spirit when jesus said i couldn't jesus expressed an inability jesus was trying to say i do not have the ability that's what it means he says i don't have the ability to do anything about it couldn't means no ability could means the ability is there so if you hear such a thing it will trouble you too as a christian and being a man of god he said i will not accept that although i'm seeing you like this and this is a vision and i'm seeing that you are the one standing but i won't accept it if you don't show me from the word of god because how can jesus say i couldn't how can jesus say i don't have the ability to deal with demons think about it while he was on earth he just the bible says with his finger he does like this out and they go so how can he now be saying i couldn't jesus then pointed him to scriptures and I will show you in a short while. Malikora Padi. When I found out, I said, Hey! Jesus said to him, Number one, all authority in heaven and on earth, I said, have been given unto me. At his conquest, when he came out of that hell, all authority in heaven and heaven on earth and heaven was given was bestowed upon jesus jesus has all of them then he came back to earth he was going to go away he gave it right to the church why he wouldn't need it there turn to the book of matthew let's look at it Whoa! i'm a victor forever that's why we don't waste our time praying some nasty, stupid, time-wasting praying. Lord, bind him. Lord, kill him. Lord, Lord. Oh, my enemy, I give them uppercuts. I give them blue. I bury them in the name of Jesus. Matthew 28, chapter 28. Verse 17. This was after his resurrection. He appeared to his disciples. Read verse 17. Everybody want to go. Some doubted, right? Still are some are still doubting today. Even in this present world, they are still doubting. Are you sure? Jesus all authority. Are you sure? Next verse. Saying. Wait. All power. The Greek word power there is exosia. It means all authority. Authority is stronger, is higher than power. Listen. All authority. Now let me tell you about this. Maybe I should just tell you a little. For those of you, I don't know, it depends on where you live and where you came from. But 
there are places i lived in lagos so i know in lagos we used we we had and they still do they still do traffic wardens these were guys that stood at those junctions they control the traffic you see them at one time they say you over here stop all those cars as they're coming the guy does not have to jump he doesn't have to hold a placard he doesn't have to do like this on the road he doesn't have to he doesn't have to demonstrate all he just has to do is stop no stress when he does this he will stop why he has a uniform on and with that uniform he represents the law he represents something do you understand so he says stop and as they come it doesn't matter if you're going for your child's wedding ceremony that money and you are about to be late it doesn't matter if you are the one you are a pastor you are the one who is going to preach where you are going and they're already waiting for you and calling you it doesn't matter if you belong in that group and they say stop you stop then he says to this world over here come move now if you don't feel like moving he said the atmosphere is sweet over here i don't think i want to move please just let me be and you don't move there will be trouble to the other people no this thing may land you in jail so if he says stop and you move beyond the hand of that guy you are going to, the next move you move will be inside the prison <laughs> you get it and it doesn't matter mean how it doesn't matter how long your cap is as a bishop you stopped why there's a guy there who's representing the law the police all the guy needed to have on was the uniform so with that uniform he says stop and then you stop he may not look at you all he just has to do is stop you stop what is he using not power because if he were using power his power could not hold them to stop do you get it he can't hold them what power does he have he can't even hold one car and say stop no that's why if there were a giant in that place he would have to stop too and if this guy were as short as something and they had to put him on the table for him to say stop as long as he has that uniform on they will have to stop why are they afraid the authority backing him up there's an authority backing us up brother and it has nothing to do with your physical appearance it has nothing to do with how tall how short how fat you are no brother <laughs> you want to disobey that guy say this frail looking fellow what is this and you okay try it see apostle you show yourself too much apostle ah all right <laughs> apostle may not even have to blink his eyes the next thing you know who will be calling you in you just notice that you are on your way to a fire demons are dragging you ah i was talking to apostle right there because something just hits you down why it's not him there is a force do you understand there is an authority there is someone that put him there that authority is what jesus asked where did he get it from from god god gave him the authority all authority on earth and in heaven now when he says on earth it includes 
everything that is connected with earth. That means under the earth too. Because the Bible says that is the name that has been given him is higher than every other name. And that every knee on earth, in heaven and under the earth, should bow. Now let's read on. All power is given unto me in heaven and, uh, and in earth. Read the next verse. Everybody. Go ye therefore. Okay. Now, if you look at the next thing, it says, Go ye therefore. Now, do you notice it doesn't say, go ye? Do you notice that? In the original, that therefore is there. Therefore is there for something. You get it? When in the word of God you see a therefore, you find out what the therefore is there for. It is therefore to let you know that as a result of this thing that has been bestowed, this authority, you therefore go and do this in the name of the Father. And when he says in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Matthew, he doesn't say in the names of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He says in the name, singular. What's this name? The name of Jesus. That's the name that the Father bears, the Holy Spirit bears, and Jesus himself bears. It's the name, it's one name, it's the name of God given to Jesus. It's called Jesus. So he says, go and do it in my name. Say hallelujah. And that's why when you study the scriptures everywhere, you cannot find one place under the New Testament where the Bible says you pray against the devil. You never said it. What did James say? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Peter said, cast out devils. That's what he says. Hallelujah. You see, we have to cast him out. Jesus said, in my name, shall they cast out. In my name, those that believe. In my name, shall they cast out devils. The other guy said, resisting. All these things don't look like begging. You don't, they don't look like praying. You don't have to pray to do anything about demons. You just cast them out. Why? In your name? No. Don't do it in your name. You'll flop. They may whip you. Don't do it in your name, more. But be smart enough to use your authority in the name of Jesus. You say, get out! And it will obey you. But the problem is, will you believe it? That's the problem. Will you believe it? Some Christians don't believe it. That's why they still go through what they go through. They think when we are talking like this, we are just preaching. The guy is just preaching. You know, when you go to church, it's their, it's their profession. The pastors, their profession is to preach. So they are just preaching. Uh, yes, that's another fellow preaching again. They don't know we are telling you reality. We are telling, we are showing you from the word of God. If I don't preach, excuse me, if I don't preach, what would that do to me? But we must tell you the authority. So that yourself, you can grow. Because all these things we are doing here on earth. The reason why we are still on earth today is to grow people for the kingdom of God. Hope you know that. The reason why there are Christians all over. Otherwise, the day you were born again, you would have been taken to heaven. Because what, what, what are you still doing here? But God still lets you here so that you can be trained. You can be trained on how to dominate the devil and then be trained about the kingdom, about where you're going after now. Teachings are not for nothing. You see, once in a while when we teach you about how you dominate the devil, dominate your circumstances, dominate, what are we teaching you? Dominion. What is dominion? 
the reason why God made man, when God made man in the first place, he gave him dominion. When that dominion was lost, he brought it back through Jesus. And that's why we are teaching you about it now, so that you can really have it back and function in it. In fact, to say to her, you will have it back is an understatement. You already have it. It's just on how to use it and function in it. That is the point now. So that's what I'm teaching you. I will never be a victim in my life. See, I will never be a victim. Ephesians. <laughs> Let's round off with this one. Oh, I want to show you some big stuff. Chapter 1. My host, Tegira Hanto. Are you there? You're there? Alright, let's begin from verse. Verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Read the next verse. Alright, I will read the next. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. See, I receive it. Alright, read the next verse now, everybody. Alright, let me read the next one. Oh boy. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power... To us, words will believe according to the working of his mighty power. Do you understand that? The exceeding greatness of God's power towards us. If you have the right, I will just need I will need your service in a short while. Now, everybody, read the next verse. What do you do when you read your Bible? For those of you that read your Bible on your own. When you see things like this, you will first stop and say, Hey, wait, did I see it? And then you go back to it. This is reality. Did you, did you, did you understand what you just read? Let me, now look at it carefully. King James, you know, King James is very tough. So relax, don't worry, I'll break it down. Look at it again. Look at it again. It says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened in other words you need the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened the reason why you don't get some things in the scriptures is because the eyes of your understanding is not yet enlightened that's why you need to pray this kind of prayer for yourself the eyes of my understanding being enlightened it means the eyes of your understanding being flooded with light that's what is called revelation that's why you already prayed for them he said the spirit of wisdom and revelation they need to have it now look at the next thing he says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know the Greek word know is ginosko that you may become aware what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards word who believe believers according to the working of his mighty power the greatness of his power according to the workings of his mighty power. He says so that we will know, so that our eyes will be open. 
will be enlightened to know this kind of power demonstrated towards us. That's what he's talking about. That is what will give you confidence in the night season, in the dark times. Wherever you're going, you meet these armed robbers, killers, whoever they are. Assassins, assassins, is that what they call them? And you meet them, you can stand in front of them without shaking and say, I command you to leave. Why? The greatness of God's power on the inside. Your eyes have been opened to know. You have the revelation now. What intoxicates a man is revelation. When you have it in your spirit, you become like a drunken man. I mean, you don't even care. Depending on that revelation that is in your spirit. If you have the revelation that nothing can crush you. And your revelation is based on greater is that is in you. Even when you are in the room and you are hearing some sound on the ceiling, you will not be moved. Because you will think in your heart, what can crush me? The world inside of me is greater than them all. So now, some people look at you like, this is a crazy dude. This, this guy is crazy. You are mad. But because of your revelation. So he's saying that God will grant you that kind of revelation. That you, be, you may be able to know what is the greatness of God's power towards you. The greatness of his power. Then he describes it further. Does anybody have the Amplified? Can you just read that portion? Just, just that portion. The last one. Read it. Out loud. Flooded with light. Okay. That you can go and understand the hope to which he has called you. Okay. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the state. Alright. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and all the nature. Wait, wait. Let's take it one by one. Three words. I think two words and a phrase there about. Okay, so let's go. So you can know what? Number one. So you can go and understand the what is the immeasurable? Now you understand English, you know what immeasurable means. Something that cannot be measured. Right? Next. Unlimited. Unlimited. You understand that too? That means no limitation. Uh-huh. Surpassing greatness. Uh-huh. Of what? Of his power. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Now he has described the power. He says the power is immeasurable. You say, oh, God's power is immeasurable. Of course, we all know that. He says the power is unlimited. You say, we know that God can do anything. Then he says the power is surpassing greatness. You say, God's power is more than great. It's beyond greatness. When we say the power is great, you say, it's a limitation. He says, this power is beyond greatness. Then he says something about that power. If he hadn't said anything about that power, we could rejoice about it. The God we serve, his power is great. The God we serve, is unlimited. The God we serve, surpassing greatness. You know, could tell us about that. You know that? Well, read the next thing. In. Wait. In. He says that power is in where? In us. Now, listen. That is a good stuff, brother. If he says this power, this description that he has put together, he said this thing is in you. That's also enough. I mean, that is enough for life forever. So you mean we have this power inside us? Ah! No wonder he says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. No, don't leave there. Just hold on. I'm not done. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. 
He says God is able to do. Have you ever read it? He says God is able to do exceeding. That is surpassing. He says exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. Anything you could ever say in your mouth that you could ever ask, God is able to do it. Or think, reason. Uh huh. Then he says, according to his power that is with him, that is in heaven. No, that worketh in you. You see, he's not lying. See that power? That's what he just described. All those power, you mean as you are. You're looking weak. You're looking like if somebody shake you like this, you'll fall. Like they give you a punch, you're gone. You're looking all of that. But inside of you, there's a power that can move the whole world. Do you know that one child of God, one child of God, could determine what happens in the whole nation? And I'm not joking. His prayer could make decision be changed in the quarters, in the balcony of power. One, one child of God. When he's on his knees, he says, something we have to change for me. And he's there praying. Now, he doesn't have to be concerned about who's changing what. No, this is what he wants. But because what he wants, we demand that certain things be done from certain places. Some people will just be prompted from where they are. The pre- including the president. He will just reorganize it. I want to have a fresh meeting. There is something. Let's have a fresh meeting. And then they have a meeting. And then they are deliberating. And they change the decisions. And the rules or laws that they have made. Just because there is one guy somewhere. Do you know who we are? In the place of prayer. So who is your VC? Who is your lecturer? Who is this boss? Who do you think God is? You can change anything. If it has to do with you and you want it, go for it. In the place of prayer. Why? You're going to take advantage of the power that you have inside of you. But you know it's a shame because even you that have this power, you don't even know enough about the power. Even you are still struggling. You are struggling to know part of the word of God. I told you that there are problems, situations that are caused by God. Caused by demons. There are some that you cause by yourself. You cause it by yourself. Your negligence. You permit this thing to happen to your life. Your life is going a certain way. You permit it. Why? Why? How could you? Something you could do something about. You see, I tried. I fasted one day like that. I fasted and prayed. I prayed. <laughs> no! Brother! Let me ask you. If they gave you information and say, if you don't pray very hard, by this time tomorrow you will die. Tell me, how seriously will you take it? Yeah, I don't care. I want to go to heaven. And they tell you that, and if you die, you end up in hell. <laughs> tell me, how seriously will you take it? Ah, food. Which food? You ignore the food. They may tempt you with anything. Say, not now. I will still, if I leave, I will eat all these ones. But you leave that. You face reality, I shall not die. You start looking for every scripture you can look for. Makaliata. You lock yourself in. Rekodia. Mago. Sandara. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was working. Why working as a bachelor? 
The Lord spoke to me to go and resign where I was working. He said so. So when he said to resign, it was tough on me because I was doing I was doing well. Everything was just good, you know, just good. And I was just enjoying myself. And he said, Go and resign. So I went and resigned. Now let me tell you what the job was. It was a teaching job. The Lord had always wanted me to teach. When I'm in a teacher, I don't mean in a, in a church, in a school, okay? It's one of the big schools, you know, around. And so to work there, you had some reputation to yourself. Like, you're working there? Ah. So, I was, I was doing good. I had favor so much with the proprietors of the school. Everything was just cool. And then God said, where was I teaching? I was teaching in the primary session. Because they didn't have any secondary. But you know there are some schools that when you teach in the primary, <laughs> you know what it means. <laughs> so those who are teaching secondary may not be able to stand you. Because of what that school, caliber. So while I was there, I wasn't doing any much stress. I was teaching like six subjects because we were two in the class. And most of the time, I was always crossing my leg, watching everybody else. I was just cool. Everything was just sweet. I mean, it was the easiest job. <laughs> and then God said, go and resign. At that time, I, already, I was already becoming a champion in the school. Not only did the students know, the puppies know me, their parents know me, but uh, when I spoke, it mattered. They have brought me in, into their board. Those that made decisions for this, they have brought me in now. In a short while I got there, they brought me in. So I was already sitting with the headmaster, you know, I wasn't one. Headmistress, you know, with the administrator, proprietors having meeting about the school. When did I get there? Maybe less than six months thereabouts. So everything was good. So I was already enjoying myself like, man, I'm cool in this place. I mean, I'm okay. And then God says, resign. He said, Lord, did I hear that properly? Let me even take it deeper. I resigned. After resigning, oh, they begged me. The writer tried to stop me. He did all he could. She did all she could. Beg your pardon. She did all she could just to persuade me. He said, what's the want the salary to be increased do you want it i said no um i didn't know how to say it because i would look like a mad person when the, the lord said it should resign are you sure you heard god at all god said you should resign from here what have we done to you have you found another job no the lord just said to resign so it's not as if i've gotten another job when the lord said to resign from this it was just inside my heart it was just me and myself i knew it all by myself as a bachelor now you're going to be resigning Take care of with money. Alright, all the time I was battling with this. I had to obey God. So I resigned and I walked away. I was going to miss all those puppies. I was going to miss all those teachers. I walked away and they said, Alright, Lord. Now listen. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. Such that when he gives you a direction, sometimes when you don't go back to ask him what next, he will leave you hanging. Some of you don't know. You don't know. Ah, that's why many people miss it. Is that gentle? You have to ask him again. All right, now you've asked me to resign. What do I do? I didn't ask him. He said to resign. So I thought he probably has something better for me. So I took my CV. I said, Now I'm going to look for the bigger schools. Although they are far away, but I, I started going all the way looking for the bigger ones. Did they choose me? Of course. Favor follows me everywhere. So finally, uh, in one of the big schools, they chose me. 
In fact, they really wanted me. Far away though. So they talked about the salary, uh, which is a little bit higher than this other one. But then, when I calculated the transport fare, those ones will not understand that you are coming from afar. They always come and start work. When I calculated the transport fare in a month, I thought, this, I'm losing big time if I should go there. And all those things, I said, dear Jesus, I can't walk there. Then I got really disturbed. Really disturbed. So I told them what I wanted. They said they can't afford it. So since they can't afford it, they said I should go. I said, oh God. So I was left. And at this time, schools have resumed. In that situation, what will you do? Jobless. Ah! I shut my door. I don't even want to see anybody anymore. No calls. Shut my windows. The devil said, he too. I said, I don't care. <laughs> I stayed in there. <laughs> I said, Lord, Rakadaba, all by myself. Ah, I'm sure I heard you now. Have I ever disobeyed you before? Why did you say? I started praying by myself in the room day one. Day two, I was there praying. I'll go out, do something, and come back in, in there. Any message yet? No. Ah, ah. In such a situation, what will you, do? you get serious? You know, I got there. I'm trying to tell you that if the thing is really serious with you, for you, you change it. It's because sometimes you don't take situations seriously. I took it serious because I knew that where will I start going now to get a job? I started praying. After praying and praying, there was a day that on the road as I was going, it started raining like this. I was coming back from church on a Sunday. It started raining like this. I had to stay in a shop. Of course, locked. I stayed there, waiting for the rain to subside. But while I was there, I started praying again. Those who were passing on that gym would have been, ah, what's the matter with this guy? I was just there, praying about the same thing. I said, it must change. Something must happen. But you know what? Oh, just as, maybe days or two days or thereabouts, the Holy Spirit said to me, go back to the same school and tell them you're back. That sounded like madness. I said, Pfft. You see, at that time, you'll be thinking, are you sure I'm hearing God? Maybe it was the devil that spoke to me. So I felt like... So, I saw the proprietors, I believe, the following Sunday now, in church. She came to our church. And I saw, and she said, how are you doing? So how far with everything now? So I told her the situation of things. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, this school, so I mentioned the big school, very big school. I said, uh, uh, I, was, I wanted to start with them. So I told her, and she said, but why are you doing this? Why not just come back? I said, at this time. Now, before I spoke with her, a teacher from the school, I said, I used school to ask. What do you say? Said, I found out. I said, how far with the school? Is everything going on? Do they still need teacher? They said, no. In fact, we've increased teacher. In fact, most of the classes now have two teachers. So, they, no, they don't need teacher anymore. No more teacher. No space. So, ah, it's very tight. So, as she said, that, oh. but now she said to come back. So, I thought, come back. He said, why not come back? Why are you doing this to yourself? Just come back. See, you are, you are like my own son. You people are special to me. So he mentioned a few of us, two other people. He said, you and this one and this one. Anytime you go, when you come back, I'll receive you back. I said, hey, so why should I come? He said, why not? Come tomorrow. Tomorrow is Monday. <clears throat> First of all, 
you can imagine how you feel ashamed because all the teachers that waved you bye bye all those people that said oh uh, better pastor now you're coming back there again when i got back oh glory to the name of the lord the woman sat me down and said you know what i'm thinking you know we just started the secondary school so i'm thinking maybe you could be the science teacher in the secondary school that's a promotion listen that's a promotion it's not going to be a far off you know instead of coming back to be ashamed and I say, ah mr peters you're back again ah you're confused man <laughs> so i'm not going to go back to the assembly and you know the student the people that i've said bye bye to i'm not going to go back there and face them again with the teachers no it's with a greater glory those that have met there, that have worked there for years, some of them 10 years, some of them 8 years, some of them 5 years, they've been there. I'm going to come now. None of them is considered. Now it's going to bring me. She is bringing me into the secondary school as a science teacher. I'm just going to be taking about two, two or three courses there. Oh, oh, my shoulders were like, dear Jesus. My level changed. And teachers rose from the other place to fight it. They went to meet her in the meeting and fought it with her and said, No, you can't put him there. He was no okay, don't worry, we'll create space for him. He said, She said, No, I think his level is higher than that place. Let him be here. Ayah. And brothers and sisters, I was going to be there as a science teacher. I had a superior who was at the time the supervisor of the school. No no principal yet, supervisor of the school. In a short while that I got there, that guy left i was shifted and i became the supervisor of the school i started acting as the principal with promotion with pay just because i obeyed god but what if i hadn't prayed how could i have heard maybe i would have missed it and since i left before i left that school in fact when i was living i left like a king because i was you know what is higher I was after the proprietors. I was the one. I, 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 I dictated what happened. I gave instructions. When I said no, no is no. When I said move, move is move. When I said nobody is moving, nobody is moving. Try me. You see. All these things I'm saying, where they all happened within three, two years. That's the power. That's the greatness of the power that you have inside you. With that power, you can change anything. It's called the dynamic ability to cause changes. That's what he just read. Greatness of this power in. And what else? For. The next thing is for. In other words, that power is not just in you, but that power is already for you. For you means backing you up. In you means it's inside you. You put it to work, you make it work. But why it's working on the inside is already backing you up. That's why we can walk on in, in front of demons and we stand in front of that demon, no matter how terrible, and we tell that demon you're going to leave. And it's not hurting us, it's not doing anything against us, it can do nothing. Because apart from the fact that we have loaded inside, there's power backing us up. Say hallelujah. Say I'll never be defeated in my life. Say, I'll never be a victim. Say, I will never be a victim. Say it again. 
So you can make up your mind to change things. Irrespective of what it is. Whatever the situation is. All you just need is seriousness. You say it's going to change in the name of Jesus. It's going to change. I don't care how it happened. It's going to change. It's going to change and you go on your knees. Listen, if it's something that has to do, you cost it. That one. Don't bother yourself praying. Just change it. In other words, just retrace your step. If there's something that you cost, just retrace your step. Fix what you need to fix and don't waste your time. If it's something that is caused by demons, deal with them. If it's something that is caused by God, plead with him. And I will tell you how to do that on Thursday. How to plead with God on situations that is the one in charge. But if it's demonic activities or it's something that you want to see in your life, why wait? When you are praying, every time you are praying, something is happening. Especially when you pray with tongues. You don't just know something happens on the inside. Let me tell you, demons don't look at your bodies. When a demon is looking at you, he doesn't see your body. He looks at your spirits. The same thing with angels. When angels are looking at you, they look at your spirit. When God deals with you, he looks at your spirit. The Bible says he's the father of spirits. So demons look at the state of your spirit. The reason why they can have the guts to want to attack you is because they've seen you, the real you, the spirit, your state, the state of your spirit. If inside you're very late, they are coming for you. Or thing. Or there is no enough glow there. They know. They know when they look, they know those who they, they, they know those they can mess with. Because they are looking at your spirit. And as they're coming, they see this one with glow. They just they just leave the road. Why that one passes? And they see another one. This one is not shining too much. The glow is not it's not really glowing. And he just coming with his Bible to church. And as he's coming, he's thinking of several things. So what do you do? Glow your spirit, brother. Make it glow in the place of prayer. Every day be full. How could you leave your room in the, in the day without praying first? Don't live an empty life. Empty Christian life. Don't live this kind of life. You hurry up in the morning to lecture. Why are you like this? And you say you are a Christian. And the the worst part of it is that you are in supernatural kingdom church. With all these, you can see in this place we are hot. I'm not cold. Of course, you don't need you don't need to hire any unintelligent folk to tell you that. You know yourself that I'm not cold. And I will never be cold. So how could you come here with this kind of thing and you are cold? Where did you get your inspiration from? From where? You should be challenged. Should be challenged. A leader will raise people just like him. Every time people have come across, come across me, all they just do is they come to a few of them will come later and say, Please help me with my spiritual life. Because they can see that the man himself is not cold. So how could you be here and you're cold spiritually? You see your life. If they ask that what is hot inside you is chemistry. They are, that's good. But no. The devil does not understand chemistry. You are very hot now in what? Biology. You are very hot in what? Mathematics. You can, I mean you can sleep. You can sleep solve. You know what that means? You are sleeping and you are solving. S equals to X raised to power X minus. Mm, you see that's it's done. Take it away. You continue your sleep. 
can't it be like that for the sins of God? Let the devil wake you up and without opening your eyes, say, Get out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and it will happen. Why? Because you're speaking from hotness. I will never be cold in my life. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Ah! I made up my mind I will never be cold. I just made up my mind. If I'm going to do it, then I will do it well. If I'm going to be a Christian, then I must be a hot one. Not a cold Christian. Christian that it's lukewarm. Shibi shibi Christian. Mele mele Christian. What? And you have the time to be hugging with the devil. Devil, leave her, leave her. You know, some, some is, I'm sleeping and then something was pressing me. He was pressing me. was pressing me. I said, mm, mm, mm. You wanted to say the name of Jesus. So, not coming and... Until nothing goes. The name of Jesus. Look at you, what a shape. It shows you've been cold. That's the truth. There are certain dreams you shouldn't have. When you are hot, certain things will not just, they won't dare it. You are hot all the time. You are loaded. Full of the word. Tongue choking. Even in your sleep, tongues are coming out freely. You turn. Rakoteya. <laughs> and I'm not joking. When I sleep, when I turn, I speak with tongues. I'm not, I'm not talking about sleep talking. I'm talking about speak, sleep, tongue talking. <laughs> Because I'm that loaded. You turn is a uh, leave me, leave me, leave me, leave me, leave me. <laughs> then you sleep back. <laughs> Why are you like this? I'll never be a cold Christian. No, 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 no. I'm challenging you to wake up from this dryness, from this coldness. How long have you been a Christian? Five years ago. Ah, you're still like this. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. You've been a Christian, you're still like this. That means you've not made progress. What is life to you? What's life to you? Ten years ago, five years, eight years ago, even if you are, you've been a Christian three years ago, something ought to have changed. Can you be still? I will never be cold. You know why? It irritates me when I see a Christian that is cold and is not even making any effort to do anything about it. Something happens, the first thing he thinks is <laughs> just go somewhere, sit down. Start thinking. Another guy who's hot, something happens. The first thing is he's headed for somewhere to just to pray. Be alone. Because he knows that he has power that he can use. He is aware. He knows. He is not deceived. Don't you understand? Something happened. He just calls someone else. Looks up as he's going. Then he meets another brother, hot brother. Say, come with me, please. I want us to do something. Let's settle something together. They go somewhere. Yeah, I don't mean come. Let's go. Please, I will tell you. Just come. Here you come. Today, today. You see that's fear. The other brother too will not be looking. What happened? I said, no, calm down. Say it. What? What is the matter? You see, you you are giving the brother fear. Even if he came with faith, you you now fear. The brother will say, ah. And that's a terrible, it's a terrible situation. Oh, so let's pray about it all. Both of you will pray in fear. Lord, if it be that, we will change it. That's why you end up praying. But when you call the prayer, say, come, let, let's change some things. And then you get, mm, something just happened now. 
and I want us to just change it. Something happened now. I don't like it. I'm not pleasant with it. So I want us to pray that for my sake, everything will be cancelled and will be rewritten. When you talk like that, the brother will have it. Is that, is that what you want? Yes. All right. Let's hold our hands. You will see the fervency with which he will pray with. And that will produce results. You are there praying with tongues. Before you know it, a word is coming. Thus said the Lord. Aha! Prophecy is coming for us. No, let's pray. The Lord said to tell you that you should come down. It will turn out for your good. Jump to your feet. I will never be poor. Now listen. Never be poor. Spiritually, that's what I'm talking about now. So don't look at money. You could be rich with money, but poor spiritually. You're still not rich. I love to say I'll never be poor in my life. Because it covers everything. Lift your hands and blast the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Shando Gorogoro Sarabalia Tagasundia. Jarabababa Surit Parasati Gura Palashande Gorosi. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.